0: Hello, and welcome to the final episode of Course Correction. Yes, I have finally reached the end of Course Correction. The only reason why I'm ending it is because I feel like I can't do anymore. Like, I feel like for the next year, for 2020, I, I need to be focused on something else. And to be really, really completely plain, I only started this show because I didn't know what to do. Um, you know, I had ended uh, Between Us Girls, a podcast kind of abruptly, and I was not sure which direction I needed to be going in. And so I needed a course correction because my life had changed as well. Um, and that's what that's what the show did for me. And I hope that you guys that that listened to it. I hope you learned something. I mean, if you did not As I always say, oh, well, click off. But if you did, I really hope that you took away some tools that can help you in your everyday life. Because that was really my goal, was not just to help myself, but to help others. So this episode um, featured Angie B. She's an author of a really, really important book called Judge Me Wrong. And it's about a young girl who experiences teen pregnancy and then has to go through life. And she just kind of overcomes. And I'm really, really, I can't wait to read it. She gave me a copy of it at the event last week, um, the Ladies Take the Stage event. Thank you to everybody who came and participated in that. It was really, really a beautiful event. And I really, 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 really appreciate everyone. Thank you so much to my friend Nicole for coming through in the clutch for me to provide food. When the food vendor dropped out, I really, really appreciate everybody. I know I've said really, really a lot, but I really, really, really mean it. All right, so let's get into the last episode. And don't be sad. You will still be hearing from me because there's a lot going on. I have a lot coming down the pipe. Of course, 54 is still working. And then we've got Sunday brunch coming, which will be a panel show like Between Us Girls. So I just really hope that you guys stick around and make sure you're following on YouTube so that you can see us and not just hear us. All right, let's get into the episode. Okay, so what is your zodiac sign that I can properly introduce you? And once you tell that, uh, just give us a little bit of information about you and who you are.
1: My zodiac sign is, I'm an Aquarius. So what is that? The water? Um, My name is Angie B, and I am a self-published author. I just wrote my book. It was published August of this year. My first self-published author, the title is Judge Me Wrong, Finding Truth Through Life, Defining Moments, Right in Front of Your Face. And I picked that title just because everyone's always judging. So it's like, okay... Well, you're going to judge me anyhow. So just go ahead and judge me wrong. Because normally, typically, that's how it is. Um, and the book is talking about it's based on a girl, her name is Rose. And she's a young lady who's living, you know, with consequences of her past mistakes, which makes people judge her all the time.
0: She is her name, Michelle Roy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds like something that most people can relate to. I mean, a lot of people will try to act like they never made decisions or did things that affected them negatively later, but stop line, you know, yeah. because, <laughs> you know, as human, that's what you do. You make decisions and then you're like, oh, guess I shouldn't have done that, you know? What made you want to write about past experiences? Um, creating right now?
1: Um, Just being able to go back and live through, you know, personal experience. And that was writing was therapeutic for me. And just going through the self-depression, the self-doubt, and just really focusing on how to overcome it. How do you overcome that depression? How do you love yourself first before you can love anyone else. So it was just really based on personal and past experiences. I was a teenage mother Mm. and that one of my goals was just to get the story out. I was able to make it out. Not everyone can make it out. A lot of people. And during that time when I was a teenage mother, that was one of the lowest and times in my life, um, just losing friends, losing family, and I really went into a deep depression. So, you know, I wanted to gravitate and help someone else's by telling my story and, re, you know, reliving it and hopefully helping someone else overcome it.
0: You know, um... My sister had her her child at sixteen.
1: Right.
0: So it changed the whole household. It does her. You know, like she was already kind of I mean, I'm not I just I I don't know and every time I get to talk about her, I'm just I say I don't know so much, but I I don't know what it was in our house that made her or what her past experience was that made her um Cause she kind of just went off and was like, I'm doing to do what I want, you know, <laughs> and um, it changed everything, but I'm not sure that she ever made it out, you know, because she's 40 years old now, but she's still beating herself up, running from the truth of what happened. I mean, and she had several more, kids like but she's still, right. you know, and then the child that was born when she was that age, he has mental health problems. So there's just so many things that kind of like connect there, but Mm -hmm. I can really feel um, like I can remember that experience and I can kind of really relate to, to you through her. Like, even though I was 20 when I had my first child, which is so rather young,
1: right. Um, right.
0: But having to go through school and, you know, I know a lot of my friends who are in that position, that's the thing that was the most, um, I wouldn't say difficult, but it was, it was what stuck with them was how they were viewed at school or how they felt at school because nobody else was having a kid or, you yeah. know, it, it's like something for people to pick on you about.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, and we can say, well. Being a teenage mother, oh, that happens all the time. It's happening, you know, more than the norm. However, not everyone overcomes it. Everyone, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, you're not the first and you're not the last. That's what you hear. You're not the first, you're not the last, which Mm. is true. But sometimes, you know, we're faced with that fork in the road. So it's like, how do you decide... And to make that moment, you know, when you make a major choice and decision in your life. So that was that was the story. I overcame it. And, you know, I had to learn things a different way. You know, I had to learn things that I didn't even know. And it and those writing, it became the norm for me. It was. For me to go in there and just everything that I was thinking, I was able to put it in paper, put it on, on that paper, and fully be true of myself and have that true essence. So that, that's, that's where it all come from. That was so the do, beginnings.
0: Uh, so you started writing like, during your experience of teenage motherhood?
1: Right, right.
0: Wow, well
1: no, so you- well, no, no, well let me take that back. I always was like just writing. I always <laughs> did that. But when I thought about how can I help someone else, and then that's when I came and said, <laughs> I'm gonna tell my story. Let <laughs> me tell my story, my way, my own words. And the genius thing that when I think about it now, the, the genius thing is that I didn't give up. Cause a lot of people, they do, they
0: give up um i wrote this the other day not the other day it was like 2016 after i'd seen moana and i was like oh don't give up and but all this shit mm-hmm. and i was like <laughs> because honestly at that time in my life i did not even believe that right like so said today was i swear i love and need myself because i wrote that note for my today self you know mm-hmm. i didn't writing for like what are some ways that you try to keep your center so that you can um you know continue to hold yourself high instead of kind of falling back into that old way of thinking that you may have had
1: um just i meditate um you know i still have a mentor and i i do a lot of reading Mm -hmm. and i Um, just listening to motivational and and moving forward, pressing forward and not giving up that that's the goal is just keep waking up and doing it all over again (laughs) and trying to get it right after getting it wrong for so many times.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. Like yesterday, I did not have a good day. And So today, when I got up, I was like, well, it's my chance to try again. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Despite, do it all over. Yeah. So you strike me kind of as the type of person who's like, who really does not look at yesterday or any of the days past.
1: Yeah. You know, um, that's gone. You know, we just have to, what can we do now to make it better? What Mm -hmm. can we do different than we did yesterday? So, and let's get on, let's get with it and hey, have at it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How do you keep yourself from looking too far into the future?
1: Oh, wow, that's a, I would say just one day at a time. That that that's my thing. I, I can't speak for anybody else, but um, I'm just doing it one day at a time. That's all I can do. That's it. I just have to take it one day at a time. Yeah, I mean, and I think that
0: the best advice: one day at a time. Um, but see, I struggle there because I have anxiety, so okay. I'm like, oh, but what about what's going to happen in three weeks? What can I do today? You know, so yeah. that's why I because, well, basically, because of my anxiety,
1: yes. I'm always
0: like in next week worried about something that I, I'm it's not even coming yet, or I don't know, you know what I mean? So that was why I asked that question just because I like to ask people, you know, what they do to stay in today. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny that you say that because, you know, when you first say, well, what's your zodiac sign? Well, you know, I'm a true Aquarius. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we're like nonchalant people and um, it it is what it is. You know, we we plan ahead. But just in case it doesn't happen that way, we always have a backup plan. But for right now, I live in the moment. I'm I'm
0: in the moment. Uh-huh. Six-year-old. Okay. She's um, she's pretty interesting. She likes to help me uh with my breathing, so oh. I can calm down. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, remember what I talked to you about? Remember we talked about breathing? I'm like, yes, I remember. Um. Oh, do you have any kids? Well, you do have kids. You had a child when you were sixteen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I have um. 11 year
0: old oh and he
1: turns 12 actually this month a few days before christmas wow okay yeah yeah so
0: what was that like for you like having to start dark- so like you parented as a teen and then you parented as an adult so like what was the big difference for you the big
1: difference was no fear And when I first realized I was pregnant, you know, with my son, it felt I was able to go and tell my mom and, you know, my boyfriend at the time, he was there. You know, before, when I was a teen mother, no one, no one knew it. I actually hid it from my parents for (laughs) nine nine months, nine months. And, um, but this one was... Say that again, prenatal care? Yeah, so you weren't going to
0: offer anything? You were just like, we Uh just don't see what happens?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I I, I was scared. You know, um, I don't know what we are, what we are, baby. I don't know what we are. But, you know, my mom, she was like, you know, you don't bring babies in this home, you know. So how do you tell someone I'm pregnant? They're going to kick me out. I'm on the street. I didn't know what to do. I, I mean, and I, since I'm telling the story, I tried everything like, except going to someone's home and have the abortion where they're putting a hanger and, you know, I didn't do any of that, but it was all that, hey, if you pick up something heavy, you know, you'll have a miscarriage. Well, none of that worked for Angie, right. none of it. <laughs> you drink this, this will happen, and um, it didn't happen. Didn't happen, and the baby was growing inside of me, and all I could do was wear big baggy clothes and a jacket mm-hmm. and cover yeah, it up. time
0: frame called for baggy clothes. <laughs> yeah, it was
1: all the Jodacy boots and you know our baggy clothes and bag. And then finally, when my mom found out, it was you know, it was devastating. It was mm. devastating, and I I thought you know my life was over and. You know, it, it was I was already going through any and everything you can imagine, just trying to hide all of that, you know, and I'm playing in my head, okay, well, once I have the baby, then I can go and put this baby somewhere. I thought of those things. Those things played in my head. I'm sure. And um but once my mom found out at nine months, it just so happened, um, I could have been like at 37 weeks when she actually found out. So mm-hmm. then we were able to, yeah, and she was there. And um, I was going to give my daughter at the time up for adoption. And my mom decided, she said no. Since that would be her first grandchild, she said she just couldn't do it. And this, that's when it all just, it,
0: it changed. This girl I went to high school with took someone else's ID to Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. And had an abortion. And when she came back to school on Monday, the girl was livid because planned parenthood had called her house over the week to check on her. Uh, and she okay. had not had a person, but she knew she had given her ID to this other girl. Uh, so it was and- a big Yeah, it was big. And but then those people ended up getting married the one who the ones who had the abortion so i'm like okay but i mean anyway that was yeah. just later i mean i guess i understand being in that position and, and feeling desperate and also being a teenager and not having as much experience or knowledge you know what i mean like it's it. like you it and you're like oh my mom i mean moms say a lot you know the now you know oh, like, yeah. like my my dad told my sister uh, he, we weren't even allowed to talk to boys on the phone. So that was part of the reason though, that she was sneaking, because she was afraid to talk about, you know, wanting to date somebody. So when it got to be my turn, I had seen all that. So I was like, you gonna go pick him up? We finna go over here? And that's gonna be it. Because I, I didn't wanna be in that position to have to be sneaking and high, cause I wasn't gonna do it. Like that's I was gonna right. do what I So either we were gonna fight, or you were gonna work with me, and you were going to allow me to have my human experience. Like, that was how I looked at it. And it mm-hmm. um, was very um, aggressive. He was like, oh, <laughs> oh um, I'm going. He he said he told her he was going to knock her down the steps or something crazy. So she left for, oh, like, yeah. the rest of her Because, like, she didn't come out with it. Well, she told me in the beginning. But I was like, no, you're not. You know, because I was, like, 11. And I just right. thought she's crazy. She is not trying to have a baby because she said she wanted to have a baby. And then I said, "No, you don't." And she said, "Well, I'm already pregnant." Mm-hmm. I didn't tell her secret. I well, I told it, but I told it way later. So it was like because <laughs> like, my mom and dad had been talking about it because she kept forgetting to pick up her tampons.
1: Mm. So
0: yeah, so my dad was like, "Okay, well, somebody's not picking up their tampons," and I oh. know it ain't pee- I peewee. Yeah. So. Like no, I, I'm I don't even know I didn't know anything about having a baby or being pregnant or anything like that, cause we didn't talk about sex, which is another reason why she was doing what she was doing, you know, and, right. and the way she was doing it because nobody had discussed with her where babies came from. Yeah.
1: so yeah. Um,
0: she she left. She's about six months pregnant whenever everybody kind of found out, and she was angry because, you know, she was hurt, but she left. She was gone for the rest of her pregnancy. And then, She had my nephew and he's very sick now, but I mean, it it was like, um, like I said, it really changed the dynamic of our whole entire household. It will. Yeah. And I mean, and everybody, like you said, can't handle it like
1: you did. That's it. You know, a lot of people handled it a different way and some people can and some people bounce back and. Some people move forward, but everybody's story is is different. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a game changer. It's game changer. Yeah.
0: So, but I'm glad that you're writing about something that is so important and still happening, you know, mm-hmm. because people are still not having the right discussions with kids or people are still taking advantage of kids or young women. Right. Um, but the thing about it is that sex is not wrong. And when you're young and you're that age, of course you start having urges and you want to be with somebody, uh-huh. you know, cause I, I was 16 when I started being sexually active. I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I already know. We <laughs> <laughs> talking to you and I spent yeah. so many years thinking I was ready so many years, like even after the very beginning, cause I didn't really, really grasp grasp it until I was like <laughs> late 20s like I'm talking like after I was pregnant with my second child at 28 I was like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm doing this, right. this how how is supposed to work so I'm glad that you're writing a book that I mean I'm sure do you think is it is it um, appropriate for young adult reading
1: I would say you know I have my age starting at 15 I mean that's right where you need to be yeah mm-hmm. and that's that's the age um fifteen through thirty that's my the the target audience yeah it's it's not just focusing on that it's also focusing on other topics of uh, you yeah. know the depression yeah. yeah um and just the the self worth and just different things. That. So, but it's starting off at the age of 15 and it's going up to, you know, 30
0: for that target audience. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are all topics I think that I mean, I wish that I had known about self awareness and emotional intelligence and just, you know, accepting myself and grace at that age. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's a perfect. It's like a perfect cocktail of everything you kind of need to know as a young woman um, Mm -hmm. that would help you be a better adult woman because there are so many adult women who are still young in the mind because they haven't, first of all, haven't experienced it. But then on top of that, their experiences have been so surface level that they haven't really had any chance to grow. So, like, reading is so important when it comes to, like, broadening your mind and, like, everything. So, I mean, if I can help you at all to reach that demographic, like, even, I know this is probably going to be controversial, but, like, to get on some kind of reading list or something, that would be really, really cool. You know, just some way that you can reach more, a more broader audience
1: exactly that that's exactly what i'm looking for too yeah is, yeah just you know um just to discover you know your your true essence and you know um your value mm-hmm. your value and just um developing as a person you know um and being a better person yeah
0: and um- and whenever you are at 15, 16, that means that you will always be a, a decent person. person because then right. you know how to react to situations that might act out of character. You know, okay, this is just part of my experience. As opposed to, oh my God, this is the end of the world. Now I'm going to go kill myself. I, uh, You know what I mean? like a oh, out is the of
1: them, yeah.
0: Yes, and a lot
1: of them suffer with that, with depression. So, yeah, yeah. you're right. This is it. This is it. Yeah. Are you in Houston? I'm in the uh, Beaumont. I'm in Beaumont. So I'm like an hour and a half away from Houston.
0: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, you should definitely try to make it to that event that I'm having because, you know, like, I mean, even if you wanted to bring like inserts or something, something to give to the people who come so that they can read your book. I mean, if you want to send books, you can put it in swag bags or whatever, just to get your message delivered to more people. You're more than welcome to do that um, because I think this is really an important. Uh, it is an important message that needs to yeah, be delivered.
1: <laughs> That's
0: actually yes. one of my. Um, passion projects that of course I'm not started or anything like that but I always wanted to be able to reach young women at that age
1: that's it that's it because yeah and because you know we're going through heartbreak we're going through pain we're going through losses we are and now they're struggling and even now back then no one talked about it it was so obsolete now, now is so much that's going on to where, okay, if you have this one person that can reach just one person, then boom, that is powerful. It's
0: powerful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but things, like, people always think that they have to be changing like huge mass amounts of people. No. It, all it takes is one because that that's one it. person, then they go share or then, then they go teach someone and... You know, like, it. But that's what we're coming here for is share the message and like, yeah, I have a podcast. So I reach like, you know, a pretty large group of people. But if all I had to talk to was just you, I would still do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my thing is, that was like, right, whenever I needed and my sister and you, Mm -hmm. and I needed somebody to grab me and to say, hey, hey, hey you're about to step into life. Mm -hmm. Here are some tools. I can't give you everything because we have to go through it. But if I had information, that would have been amazing. You know, because it's like my friends, me and my friends are teaching each other. We don't know shit.
1: (laughs) Not a damn thing. And that's the thing. You know, earlier I said, I had to learn things that I didn't know. You know, I had to learn this on my own, you know. Mm
0: So, oh, you hit it. Yeah. <laughs> you hit it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm like, I remember looking through the bathroom because my sister and I had, like, a connected bathroom with, like, you know, the the actual toilet and the tub in between right. it. Mm-hmm. I would just get her and her friends, and they'd be in there putting on lipstick and talking about stupid stuff. And I'm like, you know. I guess I was always kind of like aware so I was like they just don't know but <laughs> I don't know enough to say hey you guys maybe you should consider doing xyz because I didn't know because nobody had talked to me about it you know because I mean I think as far back as like 11 I was probably like having thoughts about sex and you know and and kissing boys and liking well, boys.
1: Yeah.
0: And you played house
1: and all that.
0: Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> and I was thinking this morning, and I was like, what was it that I couldn't wait to grow up to do? And I was like, probably just have sex. Yeah. And now it's like, sometimes
1: you're like, oh, really? Today? Do we really? You know. <laughs> like, you don't know what kind of day I had. Here you call again. <laughs> yeah. But. 10, 15, 20 years ago, that was the only thing that was on our mind. Today
0: we're uh, like like, Well, I guess for me, when I thought about being an adult then, I thought you just I didn't know what work was because I wasn't going to it. (laughs) I just my mom was home. My mom and daddy were coming home from it. So I was like, I'm gonna give me a job and have money and have sex. Yes, <laughs> and drink alcohol. Oh. <laughs> and child, I had to do a stint in AA because I had so many issues and was not dealing with them. Because my dad passed away at 16, so like also another boom. boom right at that age when I needed somebody to grab me, the person who was gonna slap me was and like him. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. know, so it. He, I didn't have that, and my mom was grieving, so. And then she already didn't talk about sex because of some sexual trauma that she had experienced, which I didn't find out about until I was an adult. So, like, that stopped her from being able to talk to us about sex and mm-hmm. what to expect and, you know, who should be giving it to and how and all of that. So when my dad died, and I told the girl I talked to you Monday, I told her this story. I had a dream that he called me on the phone, and he was like, "This is like sort of right after that," and he was like, mm-hmm. "Don't them niggas treat you like that." Well, I know what what he meant now. Mm-hmm. That right. Just going out and just being promiscuous and looking for love and looking for connection and trying and and needing so much, and that was all he said in the phone call. So that was not enough information. Information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. I just really like that is, that has always been the age group that my focus has been on as far as who I want to help as far as kids, because what I really want to teach is just the truth of life, which is that you can create your own life. Even if you have a baby at 16, okay. That's you and that right. baby can move mountains together, together, you know, these are your seeds they're here to help you work, you mm-hmm. know, or train you or to teach you something. So something. like, Figure out what it is and work together as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, falling by the wayside or feeling like all you can do is go to a technical college and, you know, because you can do more than that.
1: You can do more than that or just, you know, and some of them have baby after baby after baby. It's more than that. So it, it, it's a topic and um, a lot of people are afraid to touch on it, but we need to talk about it. We need to discuss it more. We sure do. Yeah. A lot of
0: people are about it because it triggers them. And even if it wasn't them, maybe it was somebody they know, or maybe their mom was a teenage parent. Mm-hmm. And so it was needed from their mom because their mom was a kid. And a lot, just like I said, I mean, everybody didn't handle it the way that you did. A lot of people abandon those kids, even though they're physically there, right. they're not there emotionally. And so the children are resentful of the teenage parent. Well, you got to remember your mom is a kid, you know, like give her some grace. And even my mom was 34 years old when I was born, but I still have to give her grace because there are things that, like I said, she didn't teach me, but not because she didn't want to. She didn't know. No. Yeah, that's it.
1: That's so true. It's so true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So. Where can people find your book? Uh, they,
1: It's available on Amazon. <clears throat> I don't have the, the the actual ID number, but it's available on Amazon. If they type in Angie B. Judge Me Wrong, get a pop-up. And also on my website at www.judgemewrong.com. It's available also on the website.
0: Okay. And so... Um, Is there anything else that you'd like to add to the interview um, or just so people to know about you or about your experience before we go? Um, No,
1: that just um, I want to talk a little bit about the book is it's just really a a very short read. Um, It's very illustrative and it's appealing to a wide range of audience. Um, And I wanted to do something. This is my first self-published books. So that's why I just really did it. really short. No fluff in it. It's straight to the point, but it's a very, very good read. Okay.
0: okay. You know, it's interesting. Um, another one of my, um, well, somebody I interviewed and a friend and one of my flag vendors at the event she actually wrote her book after the child that she had as a teen died so that she wrote that book so that she you know because it was cathartic for her to Mm -hmm. to deal with experience so it's so interesting that you know you guys both would be on the show yeah so that means this
1: topic is a topic that we need to discuss (laughs) (laughs)
0: Topic to yeah. <laughs> absolutely and i'll help you um however i can to get this book out and share it with as many people as possible and you know we'll just keep pushing because this is a really important topic and like i said it changed my family experiencing that i mean even though it wasn't me being that i had some empathic ability i felt the whole thing and i was there so it was yeah you know it was I could tell and I still see the change in my sister all of these years later. Like my nephew, today is his birthday, actually. So, okay, you already told everybody where to find your book. Where can they find you?
1: They can find me. I'm on IG at Hello Angie b, And I'm on Facebook as well. And Judge Me Wrong is my Facebook page.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Angie.
1: Thank you so much. And you have a good night. I will. You
0: too. Okay. all right so that was it i hope you guys had a great course correction i hope you learned something and i hope you got to know me a little bit better because i know um on between us girls um i'm not gonna say I, I was well i was a different person i was a different person when we made that show so i'm somebody else now i've kind of gone through a rebirth and I feel like it was important for me to share that part of this experience with you guys, because what you're going to see from me moving forward is going to be more of a spiritual nature. I'm not saying I'm going Kanye, but I am practicing spirituality, and that means a lot of things. So I just really appreciate you guys for sticking with me and for hanging in there while I did my course correction. All right. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Bye.